Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season nine. It's episode eight. Uh... Shedman is here tonight with me. Uh, where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my old shed. In your old shed? Yeah. Getting a bit dark in the evenings, isn't it? And we're, we are recording quite late on a Tuesday. Well, I've got lights ten, on. Ten to nine, way past George's bedtime. Uh, uh, there is no George tonight. There is no John. See, I've mentioned their names, even though I've listened in. I was called Mr. X for the last two weeks. I don't know what that was all about. Um, uh, it was just a bit of fun we had yeah. where we thought, let's not mention his name. Yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm back. I've been away for two weeks. Um, I was in Spain uh on my holidays um and i missed the norwich game i only arrived back just after the norwich game uh so i took an extra week off um because we didn't record on a monday and of course we didn't record because i think it was a bank holiday we didn't record yesterday because we were playing a villa with a chance to go third oh champions league football here we come the promised land nigel yeah, the unachievable land. The owners were right. Champions League in under 50 years. Didn't they say under 50 years? <laughs> is that what they said? Yeah. All right. And, and and they nearly achieved it. But, of course, it is West Ham and the West Ham way. You know, the results went our way over the weekend. Monday night football. Um, Aston Villa, newly promoted in 18th place. Not in good form. West Ham in brilliant form with Alaire scoring for fun, three and three. So, I mean, what could have gone wrong? What could have gone wrong, Nigel? Well, we didn't lose, did we? So it, We didn't lose. It didn't go that wrong, did it? Respect the point, as your mate used to say. Well, yeah. So, let's talk about the game. Uh, well, you was there. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, and I'll talk about this later, I won a ticket... <laughs> In the ballot, uh, 
Uh, and I get grief all the time now for going away games. I hardly go to any away games. In the old days, um, myself, John and George used to go to all the London away games. We'd go to Palace and Arsenal and Chelsea and uh, Watford when they were in and, uh, you know, wherever mostly Southern away games. And then we'd go to one or two Northern away games. And they would usually be, you know, uh, Liverpool... Man United, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, Everton, uh, even Villa in the old days. Um, But when the £30 cap came in and it got more and more difficult with people building up their points like (coughs) someone we know on this podcast, um, it became more difficult and it became harder and harder to get away. Um, So... I'm not saying I've always supported the pallet, but to be honest, it's the only way I can get a ticket. I'm I'm up to seven, maybe even eight points now. Uh, I got a lot of them through um, some cup games because uh, you earn points on those. Uh, and and this year, I've been lucky enough to one get one for the the ballot that was redrawn after Ticketmaster cocked it up the first time for Brighton. And um, and one yesterday for Villa, and I, I will just say because I've got some grief on Twitter tonight about it, where they go, "Oh, he's the luckiest man alive," and I've just replied, "It was a Monday night, right? It was on TV, so it, I think it sold out to ten points. I would imagine, and I don't know this for a fact. I haven't spoken to the club that everyone who played for the Palette probably got a ticket for Monday for Villa on a Monday night." Yeah, uh, I, I don't think the queue would have been that big, to be fair. No, it? so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if everybody who applied in the ballot got one for, for Villa. But, you know, I won't be at Bournemouth. Apparently, I was spotted at Bournemouth last year. Uh, I didn't go. Apparently, I was at AFC Wimbledon. No, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> last season, right, I didn't win any ballots or anything. I went to two away games. One was Spurs, a company I know has a box there. I went to Spurs. And I also went to Chelsea again. I know a company that's got a box there. No freebies from the OSB. No sly club giving me tickets or anything. I went twice corporate last year. I've won the ballot twice this year. No conspiracy theory, honest gov. Uh, Anyway, yes, I went to the game yesterday. I left at four o'clock or just before four o'clock. I got there about half six. Oh, you've done well then. Yeah, not, not bad. Um... And then half an hour, well, about 25-minute walk to the stadium. I parked in one of these, you know, where you say park my car, and I parked in a, uh industrial estate in a sort of business park where a security guard looks after it, you know. Oh, can't right. Be, yeah. Can't be too careful that's, up there. That's a bit of a way, though, isn't it? 25-minute walk to the ground? Well, I was told if you get it too close to the ground, and I'll tell you a story, it's not very interesting. Story, I have sat in a car park near the ground. Yeah, well, so exactly that. So yes. When I arrived, the brummy goes, oh, park up, up there, mate. And I thought, oh, maybe it's more secure there. Of course, when I got back, I'd parked too far away, and I and it took me half an hour to get out of the car park. Yeah. And all, all, all the locals had parked really close to the exit, and I'm thinking, why didn't I think of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, well, as you do more away games, you will learn these, um, learn, learn these ways. And then as I walked past, I saw other car parks, you know, I paid £6.25 on, on one of these websites. That's not bad. £5 parking. What do you um, mean, one of these I, websites? You know where Park My Car, where you can hire oh, a, never done a, 
you can hire a uh, drive or you can hire a, oh, a space in a corporate car park. No. Anyway, I want to tell you something, and, and I'm going to write a blog on this on Clarity, and you're you're gonna you're gonna be flabbergasted. Read it. This blog. Oh no, go on. I thought it was a right proper ground. I haven't been to Villa Park in a long time, so I'd forgotten a bit about it. Um, and in fact, if I'm honest with you, I don't, no, I haven't been to Villa Park since 2006, the FA Cup semi-final. Were you there for that? I was there for that. Yes. Very emotional day, wasn't it? It was, yes. Who did we play? Middlesbrough. We won one nil. Marlon yeah. Aylward. I cried that day when we when we won and we got into an FA Cup final against Liverpool. But uh, and I think my wife at the time said, you know, you can you can cry at a stupid football match, but you can't cry for the ball, birth of your son. There you go. I don't know why I told you that. <laughs> Just a story. Anyway. Um, Villa Park, getting back to it, proper ground on my World Cup. You know the signage to tell you where to go. You're you're eleven minutes away. You're ten minutes away. You're nine minutes away. All all the signage was was brilliant all around the ground. Remember that's not their land; it's a local council land. Uh, the stewarding was was good. The food was pucker. You'd have a half pound burgers for three quid. Proper in those proper stalls we uh, used to have around. Um, this the is on the ground. streets you're talking about. On the streets, yeah, yeah. not in the ground. Proper yeah. food, massive um, hot dogs, massive burgers for like three quid. Uh, all the street sellers, you know, on there selling scarves and badges and everything. Got in really easy. Uh, unfortunately, I was in the upper um, stand. No alcohol there. I mean, I was driving anyway, but no alcohol in the upper stand, but in the lower stand. Don't understand that. I had a pie there, a nice pie. I think I had a pie and a, a bottle of Coke for like fiver, which you, you you wouldn't get at the London Stadium. You know, and it's a proper stadium, you know, even though it was high up, we're on the pitch. But here's the big thing. You're you gonna don't go, need oh, to God. sell it to me, mate, because I know what. <laughs> Do you know, know? this is figured you're going to go, oh, my God, yeah. right? There was a full 4G signal throughout the whole match. Oh, and, and let me let you. If I tell you this, you're going to take the piss out of me. Go on. But the game was on the on the box, yeah. Monday uh, night football. Uh, no, please. So I put on Monday night football my phone because I've got the Sky app, yeah, and it's on about a sixty second delay. So I have my little AirPods in. I put one of my AirPods in to listen to the 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 uh, commentary on a forty five second delay, and I put the phone in my pocket and. Because I was a bit further away, if there was an incident that went on on the pitch, right, and it's been blown up, like you know, when the yellow cards or a penalty shout, but I'll take the phone out of my pocket and watch a replay. Well, my eyes are going. My eyes are going. <sighs> anyway, almost three hours to get to the game. I left at ten o'clock. I got home at quarter past one. Uh, I'm not sure it was worth, it, but. Especially with the grief I get afterwards for just going. Well, you know? yeah, I, I must admit, I did think, ooh, glad someone else went instead of me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I thought it'd be a win. But anyway, I'm sure you watched Monday Night Football at home. I did. What did you think, apart from obviously ending nil-nil, not to give away the uh, the ending? Um, I, I thought it was an entertaining game, to be fair. The, the, 
even though there, there was a lot of huff and puff and attacking intent from both sides, but both sides lacked that bit of quality in the box to to magic up a goal. On our behalf, I suppose, we're looking at Anderson, Yarmolenko and Lanzini, three creative attacking midfielders. And I, I don't think Yarmolenko was at the races. Lanzini was busy as a bee around the edge of the box. Villa obviously looked like they'd done their own work and defended for their lives. And Oates and Nickers uh, on the break. And, yeah. you know, they didn't really, really attack us or, or cause us any trouble. We looked the better. I mean, when we had possession, we did look better, I thought. Yeah, but I mean, I would I would expect that from a team that's been in the Premier League as much as we have compared to what Villa have recently. They've been out of Premier League for three years. Now, West Ham's yeah. never been out of Premier but they League ran, for three look, years. Both sides ran their socks off, and I don't know yeah. if you saw at the end. I thought but Grealish, actually, though. Grealish did. I thought uh, it was But a, they all did. And, yeah. and I don't know if they was a great canted player. at the end. Well, we were linked but with Grealish. That's why I want to sing it, because we were linked with Grealish. A lot of people think. I, yeah. I think if you look at him, you know, he would be a good addition. You know, if we'd have bought Grealish and not Wilshere, I think we'd have been laughing. And that's no slight on Jack Wilshere or whatever. I just think that, you know, Grealish looks like the, the, the a finished Premier League article to me. Yeah. Well, um, it, obviously, let's do the stats. Um, 53% possession away from home. Not bad for West Ham. Obviously, that means they have 47. Uh, and, and they had 10 shots, five of them on target. Fabianski, man of the match for me, kept us in it. Uh, West Ham, 13 shots, only one on target. And you mentioned this on WhatsApp during the game, which I got really good on my 4G while watching TV. Um, <laughs> you, you said typical West Ham, you know, not taking our chances. Yeah, they're, they're, as I said, one shot on target. One shot on target is a poor return, to be fair. And uh, in the second Alaire, half, Alaire 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 looked, looked a bit, Distant. And by the way, for the last people. two weeks, I've been shouting at you. It's not a jetty. It's a yeti. A yeti. A yeti. A yeti. That's yeah. the thing that lives in the mountains in America, isn't it? Yeah, it's a yeti. Oh, it's a know, jetty. It's not a jetty. Oh, right. It's a yeti. Oh, right. A yeti. Okay. Well, he's the invisible snowman then, isn't he? Because <laughs> we so, haven't really seen him, have we? <laughs> didn't play. Alaire did. I was a bit disappointed, and and I had a debate with Huey earlier, saying I was a bit disappointed in Alaire. You know, all he did was, you know, a bit of goal hanging, waiting around, held up the ball, uh, and waiting for something to come in. But he didn't seem to track back very much and help out when needed to defend. And Huey said to me, well, he's not paid to do that, Sean. He's paid... Yeah, I'd- to hold the ball up and be up there. He's not paid to run the length of the pitch and defend at the other thing. That's that's not what we pay £45 million for. See, this is a thing. Sometimes you can have too many people back. And when you nick the ball, you you you, you haven't got anyone to feed it out to. You know, sometimes I've had the theory that if you kept three players up the pitch that would actually restrict the amount of players they could attack with because they'd be worried 
you know, the, the, not modern day football. Football tends generally tends to we'll leave one up, and they'll say to the midfielders, "Right, get back and defend." If you're up against it, it's forgetting about when we went down at ten men, which is okay. Where sometimes I think, what if we kept Anderson and Yarmolenko upfield, or or Lanzini kept him upfield yeah. instead? So so there was two there because they would they wouldn't leave one defender back or two. They would leave three defenders back. So in theory, we should still outnumber their their um, attackers. Yeah, but, I get what you're and saying. It, and, it, and then it gives but, the, the attacker someone to play off of. Because what we were doing is we were trying to hit Vince Lau with long balls. And sometimes he would hold it up. But then the, the play, it allowed their defenders to track back. Because they yeah, did it was a lot guard. of long balls. It did. I mean, uh, I still, I'm sure Fabianz is being told to do this, but he's still knocking it way long rather than passing out from the back. It does annoy me. Yeah. I mean, I've, look, I've... For me, watching it, uh, it was an entertaining game. I, I thought so. And, and what I was going to say earlier, what you didn't see probably at the end, after the game finished, is literally all the outfield players collapsed, all of them, on both sides. Mm. I mean, they'd run their socks off um, and just collapse on the floor, uh, both sides. I mean, and maybe it was a thing of, you know, we could both have won it. But I, I did think, you know, Certain people covered every blade of grass, and as I said, Grealish definitely. But but you know, Declan did his best. And I, I, a special mention has to go for Mark Noble. I thought he just showed leadership out there. You know, there's times where, and I'm going to name him, F- Philippe Anderson, just doesn't seem to want to get involved in any challenges. You know, he's a little dainty winger. Who, who 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 shies away from a challenge? You know he he likes his yeah, nutmegs, he, right? And he likes his little tricks, and he's a skillful player. You know, and don't get me wrong, I think he played, but you know he shy away from a challenge where where nobs won't, and and nor will well, Declan like Rice. And it's a good game he? by Do- Declan Rice again. Basically, if you look, and if you're the opposition, and you're going to pick out a weakness, you're going to be looking at people saying, try and give him a bit of a dig. You know, yeah, you know, you're like right. The, the old, the old defenders, you know, the Chopper Harris's and the Tommy Smiths and the yeah. Norman bite your legs hunter. They'd be nailing him straight away. You know, you'd always get one he's a, free. He's a bit dainty, yeah. He, he, uh, he and he won't. And I think in the past it's cost us defensively sometimes when he's been at the back and he won't, he won't go in for a fifty-fifty. You watch him; he will not. Go full blooded and a fifty-fifty where you can see Noble won't bottle it, but then again, Noble ain't got the skill. Um, yeah, that I thought he got. played a really good game. Uh, I say my man of match was Fabianski. I thought Diop had a really good game, um, and and obviously Rice uh, again. Rice, by the way, uh, was got lots of praise from the Villa fans at the end of the game. He went up and clap the Villa fans and they really appreciate that and there was a lot of messages on social media saying one of the best you know defensive midfielders we've ever seen I hope he has a really good career for England it really respected us and we we we, sh- we love someone who shows plays with passion and shows respect to to our stadium and and the uh, away fans and he did yeah fair play to him yeah and they love Snodgrass I mean Snodgrass came on the end they were cheering every time he was read out on them 
subs bench and uh, he came running on at the end uh, with all of it. Funny enough, Ogbonna was the first person over to the away fans at the end of the game, uh, followed by, you know, Declan Rice and... and um, Do you think it's better? You was on the side. Do you think it's better? Because... I'm- Villa have took the trend. I think Wolves have done it where they've moved the away fans to the side so they keep both behind the goals. Years ago, we used to be behind the goal at Villa Park. Yeah, I remember. So yeah. they've now moved them Last on. time I was there, I was, I was behind yeah. the goal. But the last time you was there was the semi-final and we had half the ground though. To be oh, fair. yeah, you're right. Of course. So, yeah, good point. So <laughs> that, good point. Well count. made. Yeah. So yeah. generally, we used to be behind the goal. Now, yeah. they've, I noticed on the, on the side line, um, could that work at London Stadium? Do you think it could do? Yeah, and, and it wouldn't be too difficult, I think, to do. Um, so it's worth a point. I'll mention it at the next meeting. Um, I, I thought, you know, even you are quite close to the to the action, even though you're high up. Mm. Um, but but again, the atmosphere wasn't great from the home fans, and we did the normal, you know, singing. You know, is this a library? And you know, they they, they weren't in forty two thousand, which I think was the record for this season for them. We say you're only here for the West Ham, um, but yeah, they didn't sing their arts out. Maybe they thought they were they were a little bit nervous. There's not a lot to sing about. I mean, but imagine that forty two thousand. You know, in in Upsom Park. Yeah, you know, did you, you, know, did you not look at it, it and think, well, you know, I did, I did actually. It, it was the first time that it made me miss uh, the bowling ground being there, and thinking they've got so much right, uh, and uh, and you know, it's a great, look, it's a great Villa Park. It's got so much history, and uh, they they do it really well there. You know, no, no. Well, I mean, the mad thing is this. Head of ticketing, by the way, head of ticketing is a big Villa fan. She was there last night. She's a season ticket holder. What, at Villa Park? Yeah. Well, you know, as I was saying, West Ham's got a big history at Villa Park because, you know, we're littered with semi-finals and, you know, even the league it, Is it final. an urban myth? I wrote this on Clarion on. last week. Urban myth. Yeah. Because um, I repeat, I did it on West Ham Till I Die some time ago. Oh, but- right. This, the story about William Dove and this traveling fair and gypsies. Oh, right. That, the old, did we get, well, uh, what we, because someone is, someone replied to me, and, and, and maybe it's not something to do on air because it's a bit boring. Someone replied to me as a relation of, of Dove and actually said, look, this is where this story came from. And there is some truth in it because someone shouted it down and said, well, in one memoir, you know, they just they just followed the colours of well, Villa, uh, Aston Villa because they were the biggest team yeah, in, in they, at the time. They won the title that uh, at the turn of the century. So obviously, the Thames Ironworks played in dark blue. Yeah, for Oxford. Then of- West Ham's first kit in nineteen hundred, I believe, was like a pale blue. And whether Villa won the title that year in 1900 or whether I know I think they, I'm pretty sure they won it in 1899, and and but they they were they were the biggest team of that era, and then that is why then West Ham decided to copy because if you look at the West Ham's first claret and blue kit, it was exactly the same as Villa's. 
Yeah. And we're saying oh, exactly it was, it was, it was the apparently body. got a copy of the kit. Yeah. I'm going to send you a copy of what this relation, because you might be interested of, yeah. William Dove said that there's some truth. Anyway, let's get back to the game. This, obviously, Fabianski, super Fabianski, great game, made the difference. Diop, we've always said, tower of strength. Masuaku. <laughs> um, he was already on a yellow. I haven't seen the replay of, of the yellow, the first yellow, but I I, am, I assume he uh, he deserved it. The second yellow, it, it's like a, I think Dave on the WhatsApp group said, he's like a ticking time bomb when he's on a first yellow. You just know what's going to happen. It was a soft second yellow. There didn't seem to be a lot of contact. Was it sending off? <sighs> no. It, 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 it... The it was one of them the the player Masuaku's gone into the challenge and 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 these are like two bob challenges. There was no malice in it. There was no intent in it. The geezers just skipped past him, see Masuaku coming and gone down. It's not a you know for me never a yellow card challenge. And for me and though, just the get it right. Um, VAR is not allowed to. Yes, we pointed out last night. VAR. Yeah, can't but be we used. did get a message saying VAR checking yeah. or whatever. Well, they can check. There's another VAR like. check about two of the Villa fans, uh, players fighting as well. well that that was checked. I think that was. I don't know if that was asked for by the um, referee because obviously mm. that came up on the. You know, they they put they both put their heads. You know, Ming's put his head forward, and then the yeah. the. I don't know, Garzi or the Arab like put his head, lent his head in. Mark Noble in the evening stand tonight said he was glad there was no sending off. We don't want to see that, and he he was yeah. pleased to see that Villa had a bit of passion in him. In a way, it's what he said. He, he don't mind a bit of that. So you know, there was, and for me, I think that was right, not sending off. Masuaku should never, you know, for me, I think if the ref gets to look at it again. The, the the player that's gone down, I think it was El Hamadi that had come on yeah. the sub. I mean, for me, he's cheated a fellow professional because he should never have gone down in the, that challenge. So yeah. the referee's bought it. Sometimes the referee sees it and thinks, right. Mike Dean, as the biggest well, song of the night was, it's all about you, Mike Dean. Yeah, I mean, 102nd red card in the Premier League by far the most of any referee but what we I don't know is how we quantify that against how many games he's reffed in the Premier League because yeah. it could be that he's reffed more games than anyone else yeah. you know that's what I, I would like to see it so but not mo- moving card. on who comes in Cresswell or you bring in Ben Johnson Creswell for me yeah yeah I don't know enough about this Ben Johnson he's get you know he gets good write-ups what does that say to Creswell at the end of the day? Yeah. So for me, okay. put Ben Johnson so, on the um, bench and bring him on to Creswell, you know, but next up is Man United. Do you really want to put, yeah. you know? Pellegrini admitted in his press conference, I don't know if you've heard this, no. Ogbana and uh, Diop are my first choice. Right, okay. Well, I think we've uh, gathered that. Backs. We? He said he admitted it was a mistake to include Bell Brainer um, in the first match, saying he hadn't done a... He'd been in Paraguay. 
He came back late. He hadn't done his full pre-season. It was a mistake to put him in. And he, and, and now his first choice is Diop and uh, Ogbonna and, uh, you know. So is that Balbuena paying for a mistake by Pellegrini? Well, it appears so. I mean, it's, it's a very rare thing for Pellegrini to say, but Balbuena is um, yeah, that's, his second choice. You know, it's... It looks like there yeah, that he, he's made the mistake in putting a player yeah, that yeah. weren't he, ready I think in. He said, yeah. and he's, it's almost like the player is. He said, "I thought I thought he had the ability to." I mean, he actually said, "I think he had the ability to do it, but maybe not." Well, no, but um, you can't fault though. Frederick and have played well, haven't they together? Yeah, yeah, no, no, agreed. Um, Fredericks, Frankie Fredericks, he, he 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 had a good game. He's he's got a good pace. He links up well. It gets up and down. Uh, I mean, he seemed to go past. I think Yarmolenko was in front of him. Yeah, oh, Yarmolenko had another. I yeah. don't think he's quite. I rate him, you, and he just fair. shoots from too far out for me. I mean, I do rate him, by the way, and he scored a goal. But I think he can be a little bit inconsistent. I'm just hoping he's just not completely match fit yet. And that's what Pellegrini says. But well, I do rate. Why is he playing him then? I don't know. You know, he's just admitted in one I mean, he did say that my whole season's going to revolve around Wilshire. Long, yeah, long, but I'm, long, I'm not going to dig out Pellegrini as such, but here is Pellegrini saying he's made a mistake with uh, Balbuena in playing him because he's not yeah. ready, he's not match fit, whatever. And then he keeps yeah. putting Yarmolenko in and what says he's not match fit. He's not, we don't think he's yeah. ready. Yeah, oh, no, hold true. up a minute. You can't have both. Yeah, true. Uh, midfield, Declan Rice, good. Goods and, and and noble, um, and I think we, we've done the rest. I mean, it, it probably was a fair result. And the one thing I am going to say that surprised me, and I'm sure it surprised you, when West Ham go ten nil, uh, ten nil down, ten men down, we usually just defend for our lives. We didn't. It, we didn't the, show that we had ten. We men. went for it. We still yeah. went for it. And in fact, yeah. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out one last person for nows. <laughs> You know, at the end, we could have so won it when Fornells yes. is in front. Of, all he's got to do is pass over. Oh, you're joking. It was... That would have made my journey all worth it. Well, you know, I, you know for me, any point away from home is a point gained. Don't matter who it. it is. So that I've, I've always looked at And it. as you said, respect the point. Respect the poverty point, I earned as well. <laughs> That's, yeah, that is what I said. <laughs> up, to, uh, yeah. up to seven now. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. Might take you another no, couple of years to catch before I get any more grief. Or you know, I'm gonna have to go in disguise because yeah, people take photos well, yeah. of me or or dig me out if I'm I'm at a game. I'm gonna have to well, like, go in a mustache. I'm, I'm sure it'll be a topic of conversation on the OSB. Yeah. Oh, saying that you got an OSB We're talk about that, Look at that. <laughs> Lined you up there. Yeah, well, we're gonna talk about it in a minute. But before we do that. Uh, last week was International Week, so I did a few London Stadium stories. Oh, what? Uh, oh. Including some financial yeah. updates. And, and and you gave me some grief on social media. So the, the, the stories I'd written were the stadium owners went in front of the London uh, Stadium, uh, sorry, the London Assembly, who, who hold them to account. Uh, and they were talking about baseball and they were talking about the naming rights. They bought a new commercial director and they want to sell the naming rights. They want to change the grass so they can do more music concerts and turn it around quicker. And they've done a new contract with um, athletics. Um, but the the bigger story was 
and I mean, this shows up baseball, really, in my view, is they lost £25.5 million of taxpayers' money last financial year, which ended in April this year. And this year, even though they're saying we're going to save £1 to £2 million, they're saying we're going to lose £29 million. What? <laughs> we're saving two, £1 to £2 million pounds on what you predicted to lose. So... Basically, in the, the year that we've had baseball, the losses go up by another five million quid. The cost of the seat moving went up from four million pounds to six million pounds. So it costs two more million, two million pound more to move the seats for baseball. Right, fifty percent increase. Little maths there. And then they say, but it made a surplus. It made a profit. But in the same year, they're losing. Another four million quid. I I don't get it, right? How do you make a surplus or profit? Ooh. It's all smoke and mirrors. This is is this turning in, and and the following year they they're forecast to lose another twenty nine million pound. They've got another baseball game, and then guess what? After the baseball contract finishes, it drops down again. I mean, it's a vanity project. I mean, I'm not saying there's baseball fans, and I'm sure it was a great spectacle and everything else and brings in economic value, etc. But it's a vanity project. You you dig me out even for talking about this, but in a in a international break, slow news day, I think it is newsworthy. What what were the point what was the point you were trying to make when you dug me out, Nigel? Well, you, you come up with these stories and the way you present them and because of you know, your perceived closeness to the board and stooginess, perhaps, in that people, people are there, I think genuinely people think every story you publish it comes from Karen Brady or Sullivan. Which <laughs> she would laugh at that. She would I know, she would think that's hilarious. I think there are some people out there that actually, because I do enjoy reading people's response. I don't actually read a lot of what you write. I just enjoy reading yeah. people's responses to what you write. Because some of it, I think, mate, have you actually, do you really think that? You know, because people do think that that, and I think you're giving people, people read that and they think, you know, well, Karen Bray wrote some, that, or, or, or what they think is, <laughs> like, yeah, it's planted. They've got nothing better to do. Well, it's the right drop for me. It's, it make it look me. like mm. at some point that we will buy the stadium. That they'll they'll be desperate to get rid of it because of the losses. That they'll sell it for a knockdown price, and Golden Sullivan and Brady will swoop in and buy the stadium, kick athletics out, and they'll straighten the the, the you know because we won't need to keep moving the seats, you know. We'll stay there and we'll straighten the seating out and we'll fill in the gaps yeah. and we'll have a hundred thousand seat a stadium and we're going to win everything. Look, between you and me and our eight listeners, twenty percent of I met this week, by the yeah. way, um, it ain't going to happen. Well, that's what I keep I asked Brady myself. People. I asked Brady myself. I said, uh, I was in a meeting with her and I said, "Will you buy the stadium?" She said, "No." no. I said, "What happens if it was given you to free?" She said, "No." She said, and this was a little what time ago, maybe a year ago. She said, if we were given a subsidy by the government to handle the losses, then maybe. But at the moment, the thing is so out of control, you know, £29 million loss. And people go, and, and people argue me on Twitter and go, do you know what, Sean? It's easy. We just kick it athletics out and be done with it. 
Well, do you know what? You can't do that. It's a 50-year contract with athletics. Someone needs to pay them off. It ain't going to be the government. So instead of just giving us a stadium, they'd probably give us the operating company that owns the stadium and we'd inherit. And, and if we wanted to buy athletics off, we'd have to buy them off. But it's even worse than that. So let's say you do buy athletics off. That's four million quid because we know the cost of moving seats. With baseball, six million quid. Well, what about the other 23 million pounds? And then people say, oh, well, then you've got all the catering revenue. Well, no, you don't, actually, because Delaware North and American Company have got a 25-year contract. And guess what? Someone has to buy them out of their contracts as well if you want to get rid of them. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, you can sell the naming yeah. rights, but let, it's not just athletics. People think it's athletics. No, it's, it's the whole package. You would have package. to unpick the whole thing and award new contracts and do it. And, and of course, West Ham, with their history, you know, Who's to would blame? save some money. The people huh? that done the deal, for yeah, the Tessa Jowell, yeah. um, Ken Ken Livingston, um, Seb Co, Seb Co, uh, you know, uh, and, and 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 the people that made that fateful decision not to convert into a football ground afterwards. There is one way to save, you know. That I keep pointing but out, the but there's no polit- There's one last thing. There's no political will to do no. this. The good thing is. And this is why, by the way, none of my London Stadium stories came from the club because they are trying to get on. They have got a good relationship now with the owners of the London Stadium. Lynn Garner and um, Karen Brady get on very well and, and, and the two organisations. They would rather me not write stories about the London Stadium and Wi-Fi and this and all this lot. Um, at the end of the day, there's no political will from, from uh, Sadiq Khan or Boris Johnson or the, any government incoming or, or current to j- just abandon uh, yeah. eight hundred million pounds of investment and give it to a football club. But it's free of it's not just a stadium. There, there was a thing, you, and the football club don't want it. <laughs> I don't know if you um, saw the story. There was a story recently in the Standard about the amount of money the mayor has spent, and basically what it alluded is that he spends more money in labour. Labour boroughs than he does in Tory boroughs. Now, the, there was a, the, the borough with the most amount of mere discretionary money spent was Newham, two billion pound. But when you dug into that, most of that went to the Olympic Park. Right. Yeah. So this was the mayor taking over the running of the stadium. But obviously, they run the Olympic Park as well, not just the stadium. So everything, the copper box, the well, there's a lot. Of, I mean, I, I everything I, that goes on. I become a bit of an expert on that. And if you watch the London Stadium webcast as I do, there's lots on the, you know, the East and the new waterfront and yeah. all of that where money's been wasted and how you know these developments are not making the money they thought they could and everything. So. You know, it's not just the stadium. No, it's you know, the whole the, area. The, the orbit, like, uh, money. the orbit, is not making no. any money. There's a surprise. The orbit is a loss making. You know, the copper box. The you know, it, it, they're all struggling um, in, in what they try to achieve. But anyway, it, it's not a development or a, a local um, authority podcast. The, the one thing I want to move on from the stadium, slightly connected, is is our friends at at, at the supporters club. They met with LLDC, the owners of the stadium, last week. Uh, uh, and, you know, what, what a lot of people have done is they've beaten up the club and said the club should have given them a home. Well, I don't, 
the, the supporters club want somewhere on the island. Support the West Ham don't own anything. You know, they are helping behind the scenes, believe it or not. But there's nowhere on the island. But there's nowhere on the island. So they've they've met with LEDC. They're going to see what they do. They're going to carry on the Formers Club. They've sold the flats. They are working with Newham, again, with the help of West Ham in the background, um, to try and work with a company called OneSource, who, who own the housing stocks and, and the buildings in Newham. It's outsourced. Um, and that they're trying to change the repurposing of Castle Street to have a different purpose to see how they can best use that that 75-year lease to bring new life into the old clubhouse. They still don't think it's viable to have, you know, fans there on a match day and and then find a new home in Stratford. So I wish them I, – I still support them. We Both of us fought really hard uh, for them to stay, and it, it's a shame that uh, – I like Stour Place uh, or Space, was it? Uh, but the, they just don't want the football up, there up, anymore. Hold up now. Yeah. Now, I, I don't like Fullman's because I don't like the smell of fish. <laughs> You've said this before, and yeah. I walked across the bridge. Now, obviously, I park, I still park uh, in a in a, in a a car park, which I don't want to reveal because it's fairly empty and it's quite easy and cheap. So I don't want it full up with any of our other eight listeners. So I park a five-minute walk from Fullman's. So we walk down to Fullman's. We cross over the bridge against Norwich, look to the left, Stower Place, full. Yeah. People having a, a drink. People. Yeah. People having a drink on the deck. It was like the supporters yeah. club was there. But this is the thing. Yeah. Guess what? Stower was getting all the money now, isn't it? Yeah. I think they've behaved disgracefully to the supporters club in my opinion yeah you know so Star- I mean, place it was told a story, to be a community uh community hub it, it, it i had to go there to give them a price to put in cctv and it was amazing to see that there was about 15 different businesses working out of there in some of the other rooms upstairs out the back yeah. that you that we hadn't ever seen so for it to, I'm going to be. I'm going to tell way. you a little story yeah, that on. I was told, and uh, you know it can't be too public, so it's only us and the eight. Yeah, all right. but uh, I was told, Sir Robin Wales. I was told this by someone at the club. Yeah. Actually, I'll be honest. So Robin Wales used to drink in the sports club. Yeah. Yes. Off and on. Yes. Not all. The Not time, all the though. time, but yeah, I've seen him. He's very it. supportive of it, and Newham wanted to support them. And they came to the sports club before the move to the Olympic Stadium. They offered them a building in Stratford. Right. And the committee at the time, not the current committee, the committee at the time rejected it and said they had no intention of shutting Castle Street. They were going to remain in Castle Street and they had no intention of taking uh, a new building in Stratford. Right. It was a, almost a like-for-like swap. Okay. Um. And I just feel, uh, look, the person who told me this had no reason to lie. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you why they know this because it would give out who who they are. Uh, it's, it's not someone you would know and, and et cetera, but uh, quite connected in with that, that crowd of Sir Robin Wales, et cetera. Um, that's a shame if if that's true, and I'm sure it is. I don't know, because looking back at that time, if I'd been on the committee and Newham Council would come and said, you know, do you want this building in Stratford? Me being me probably would have said no as well. 
you, you, you know, personally, I still think that Castle Street can work mm. with the right will. Unfortunately, I think at the moment there isn't that will to make it work. Yeah. I hope that that will, will come round. And if they, you know, make it, it can be viable. It won't be what it was. Yeah. yeah, but it could be a viable thing and it could be a place for people to go. Once all the flats are done and, and the buildings all finished round there, you know, people, football fans are strange people. They will still want to go back to see once the, you know, the pain and the rawness that there is for some people, people will still want to go back to the area to see it. And yeah. they could do that on a match day well, and have a drink. I, I'm not sure. Uh, it's a difficult one, but I respect your view. Yeah. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're an out-of-towner, so I wouldn't expect you yeah, to I know, agree with I know. <laughs> yeah, you. You hop back to the old legacy. Anyway, moving on, um, your favourite topic, uh, official supporters board. Um, for my sins, I'm the lead, the chair of the ticketing subgroup, which raised a few eyebrows. You can manage between my enemies on, on social media. Um, but we're meeting towards the end of September. Um, we are, we've been canvassing views from, from people on social media. I did an article on CNH. I'm about to do a survey as well. Um, and, and the same goes to any listeners. If you've got a, a view on ticketing, please let me know because we want to have a, a frank and honest conversation with the head of ticketing and, and other senior people Hold at the club. I'm just looking from that email. Um, you should have been invited no. today. <laughs> well, uh, well, it's still, we, we've been umming and ahhing about the date, oh. but unsuccessful applicants, you will be invited. Oh. Un- unsuccessful applicants of OSB will be invited, and uh, you're on the well, list. Well, I've told you, I, I, you know, my wealth of knowledge of ticketing, uh, um, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So, look, look, there are, for me, there are certain key points, right? And, and there's certain themes. You know, away ticketing is a big issue. The allocation of the ticketing going to bondholders who I know have Trainers. been accused of abusing, who've been accused of abusing their priority. About two to 300 of the 800 bondholders buy away tickets. After that, between around about 200 tickets go to Club London. A lot of people think Club London shouldn't have tickets. 60 tickets go to players and families uh, and start I found another 30 go to staff so about 100 in total um, then you get the away season ticket holders some people believe there should be either no away season ticket holders or reduce the amount that's about 700 then you get to priority season ticket holders with priority points which is where you are but most of the tickets are gone by then so that's why there's big numbers of, you know, lately, Bournemouth, I think it was 20-something. Was it 27? Yeah, but, uh, Brighton uh, was 24. Fair, the- and, and then there's the 10%. But by the way, the 10%'s not on. So the Oxford game, there's no ballot no. on that. There's no ballot on um, uh, Bournemouth either. No, because, I mean, Bournemouth give, what, less than 900. Uh, Oxford have given 1,200. Yeah. Um so do you, do you think it, I mean, I, I don't want to go, I'm going to talk about other things, but do you think that allocation of how they're currently allocating needs to change or be looked well, at? Yeah, I, I personally speaking, if I look at it and we take that list, you know, straight away, bondholders, you know, no. You, 
you know, I think they were wrong to buy a bond for whatever reason. Um, but that's me going back. There is the head of the bow. You know, <laughs> one of the bond holders will be at that meeting because he's representing well, the OSB. Good, so. You know, good. And I will, yeah. you know, and if I'm at the meeting, I will say, I can't believe you lot get anything now. Your bonds should have died when we left the bowling because yeah. that's what they were backed against. And I know there was all this sop, but and, and everything. But no, the, the club should have just revoked it and said, no, that's your lot. You're not getting it. You know, all right, yeah. they, you know, not priority on away points. You get your priority on your cup games, whatever. So we'd lose the 300 there. The corporates, you know, just because they're corporates, they should have to work the same. All it is is a more expensive season ticket. Yeah. That's it. There's, You know, why should a corporate be in front of any other fan? So you're rewarding yeah, people with money. With yeah. So that's another lot there. I don't mind the staff getting, I think if staff, I think if you work for West Ham, it's only 30 tickets. You know, there probably aren't even 30 staff that play it, work support West Ham, if yeah. we're honest. You know, yeah. I mean, Gold supports car, uh, 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 Sullivan supports Cardiff. Don't start supports Arsenal. Nicola Key's oh. a Villa fan. You know, we've got a few Spurs in there, Don't I'm sure. Ben and, and everything. Yeah, Ben Illingworth's a Geordie. You know, so there's a load there, isn't it, straight away? Yeah, the there's, there's some Arsenal and uh, I'm not going to name the rest of them. There's some Spurs <laughs> so, and Arsenal. Yeah. No, you don't have to support West Ham to no, work. No, well, I've, some say, I always think it helps. Yeah. Uh, but some say it doesn't help. You know, anyway, I, I just want to move on so, without yeah, getting all this. No, so but the, but that's five hundred. So, so the other thing is six hundred now. Yeah, straight away. Yeah. Priority priority point system. Some say needs to be overhauled. You need to be rewarded with more points for travelling further away or midweek. Well, that would or, be funny because you know, in, in theory you'd have got two points for going Villa. Yeah, well, I should have got two but points. No, You're right. The, I put a lot. Of the funny in. thing is, people criticise you, but the thing is, what you've done is you've realised that if you want to get in the West Ham end for the Tottenham's and for the whatever, then you're yeah. going to have to go for a, a, this season and next season, you're going to yeah. have to do those Northern away games that people yeah, don't want to want to do. Yeah, you're so right. So you've I'm, now gone I'm, to Villa yeah. on a Monday night yeah. when, let's face it, I had a ticket and thought better yeah. of it. Yeah. And people can have a go at me. Oh, I don't fucking care. Uh, I didn't go, you know. A family member went, yeah. who I thought was more deserving to go. Actually, so dear. So, so funny enough. Moving on from that yeah. uh, priority system, coming down hard on ID checks or or misuse or non usage yeah. of away tickets is another gripe. Yeah. Ballot for or against? I know there's two sides but of it. But out of curiosity, say, yeah. So if someone walks up with with a, an away ticket doesn't have a name on it, no. I don't know. Look, I've been two away games. I've never seen any ID checks. That's check, what I'm so saying. I, I think it's more you know, of a threat. So they go, what's your name? Analogy. And they go, oh, Nigel Khan. Well, you walk out. As I yeah? said this before, oh, no. you And they out. go, Nigel Khan. They're not going to go, no, you're not. And and then and then away from uh, away tickets, you're right, by the way, uh, home tickets, Ticketmaster, they had the fiasco about the the Brighton and, and Watford away games where they had to redraw them. Um, they've had tickets where we've had people on social media, we're going to bring this up, that just haven't still got their season tickets now um, or they got the wrong tickets. 
Are they the right partner? Should we be looking else? What's the contract, etc.? The software adds some problems as well. Uh, you still can't do certain things online. Uh, club cash, I know another thing, you know, people get upset that you lose all your club cash at the end. You think you should roll over for two years, etc. So they're the kind of things we plan to address. But if there's something that really gets in your claw about ticketing, let us know. Let me know. Let Nigel know. Let the podcast know. Um, and we will bring it up. Um, it's probably scheduled, don't know at the moment, 20, 26th of September. So so send in your messages on Facebook or Twitter or message me or email me, um, uh, you know, because we can only talk about things that people give us feedback on. Um, you know, I know that everybody thinks the OSB is a little puppet and we only listen to what the club says. We're setting the agenda. I'm the chair of that meeting. I'm setting the agenda. I'm setting the topics. The club don't set the agenda. I will send a report and reports of a survey a few days before so the club can read it, and then we will go through that. Hmm. So I hope you're there. You're being a bit of colour if you are, Nigel. So uh, Well, um, I'm still waiting for that invite. Keep the date. Official, yeah. you know? I've, kept, I've yeah. kept the date free. Anyway... Um, I think, uh, unless you think of anything else, it's time for this. Yeah. It's Facebook, Twitter question time, where we, the two presenters, get to ask you uh, the eight listeners questions that you want us to answer or read out. And just to give a shout out, I met two Listeners, this week I was at I was at I was at Goodwood uh, for the Goodwood Revival on Friday, which is a motor racing away, revival. And I met Steve, who's a West Ham fan, who who was a guest in the box with me actually, uh, and he listens. And he went, he went, oh yeah, I listen to your podcast. And I went, uh, you still do. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Doing it, I went, yeah. And he went, not for the last two weeks, you haven't. I went, oh, you do listen. He said, and someone else went, so what? what is it? What's it like? Uh, is, it, is it better without him? And he went, it's different. <laughs> it was put on the spot. 
Oh. He didn't want to say it was better, but I think he meant it was better without so me. Really, so thanks, I've Steve. Seen, I've, I've had people say, no, he, why ain't you been about, you know, I've, they missed it. They missed having you there for the, oh. not, you know, for and the anyway, idiocy. The second, uh, the, the second one, the second one was my best friend, my best mate, big shout out to Gary Prince, who I was sitting in my seat in PP. Uh, seat 44 at Villa Park last night. I'm sitting there. This bloke comes up to me and went, hello, I'm your best mate. I went, are you? He went, yeah. <laughs> he went, it's Gary Prince. I went, oh. So I took a little selfie with him, my best mate, my new bestie, uh, sent it to you, and he asked me, uh, uh, I think, on Twitter today. He said, Where, where's my photo with my best yeah, mate? So, yeah. He's gone all, so, he's gone all soft on ya. you. Know? It's, not, it's not many podcasts where the presenter can meet 20% of the audience in one week. But there well, you go. I think I preferred Gary when he had a go at you, to be fair. Yeah, I, I know. He's, he's got a bit <laughs> soft. Anyway, uh, that's enough of an intro for you to yeah, read thanks, any... because I did uh, need a bit of time yeah. getting it. <laughs> I'm glad you've done it. Right. Just out of curiosity, we, we've had 25 comments. So either, oh. either that's, f- you know, that's three comments per listener or we, we've sort of wow. gone up in the world. Uh, and and you only put it up late. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't put it up early. And uh, we'll, we'll see about voices, um, you know. It's, oh, please, uh, no. <laughs> you just lost the plot. You're American accent. I mean, I was cringing. No, yeah, like I said, that needed a bit yeah, of work. The people are trying to encourage you, but. Well, this is the thing in it, you know, some enjoy it. I know you had a lot of technical. People yeah. complain, you know, last week. You know, you know it was a mare last week. You know, I did yeah, five some takes on one bit and I just got flipped. I up even it. though I am watched the game, I offered to host for you, but you turned it down. Yeah. So I thought, God. Yeah, we did. Cool. All right. Uh first up, so basically I should say Facebook question time to so ask a question can be about it's last night's game, start of the seed or anything West Ham related. Recording late, so plenty of time he says at quarter to ten. Uh, yeah, encouraging. First them. up is Maid Miriam Williams. Boy, you my new mate on Facebook, by the we way. We see you on my life. Yeah, yeah Facebook I, I friend. I thought people didn't like you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had a little selfie as well, oh, yeah, didn't we? You we, and Marian. Oh, boy, you Me and Miriam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Miriam goes, would you agree that the definition of the West Ham way is simply summed up in one word, inconsistently? I think he means inconsistently. Disappointed my last night's result, but as soon as I saw Mike Dean was a ref, I just knew we were doomed. A point at the end was a good result. Nothing to disagree with there, my mate. Uh, so, you, so you think that if you was gonna, um, if you was gonna sum up the West Ham way in one word, inconsistent, is that what you think? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Won't go against Mary. I, I, for me, the West Ham way is what can go wrong will go wrong, uh, and that I think is best sums up the West Ham way. Uh, Stephen Humphrey, love the podcast, lads. Top marks. He's an expat who's lived in North America longer than England. Transatlantic accent, Nigel. Tough one. I'm not doing accents tonight, but next week. Uh, 
Uh, do you think MP will give Johnson a start because of Masuaka's ban or go with the more experienced Creswell because of who we're playing? Be careful when you talk about MPs and Johnson, though, Steve, because yeah. people may think this is a Brexit podcast. Yeah, which, which is, is not. not. Um, Cresswell, we've said that. I, th- I think he'll go with Cresswell for, for United. Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's got, I think he has to. Uh, then we go, next up, whizzing through, Adam Ross Miller. So good he gets three names. I don't know if it's Adam Ross is his middle name or whether it's Adam Ross Miller and he's double-barreled or he was Adam Ross when he was born but then married a girl called Miller and she said, you got to add my name as well. So we're now Adam Ross Miller. But anyway, evening, gents. Looking forward. I'll do this in Adam's voice as well, uh, just so you get the feel of it. This is one accent I can do. It's called uh, Essex. Evening, gents. Looking forward to this week's podcast as usual. Seeing a lot of bias for Villa, saying they outplayed us, should have won last night. I watched the game and thought, especially after the harsh and wrong sending off, in my opinion, we were clearly the better team. I don't think you're wrong there, Adam Ross Miller. It shocked Villa up having, I think he meant shook, but anyway, it shocked Villa up having the extra man and we were unlucky times to get something more out of it. What do you guys think? Well, Adam Ross Miller, we did say that we tend to agree with you there, don't we, Sean? But we were, even with ten men, I don't. I think it was a fair result. Um, Either side could have won it, and uh, and I was at the end. I was just pleased not to lose it. Performance, if I'm honest, for me, yeah, I I don't think you could say we were robbed. Yeah, but equally, if if we'd lost, you'd have understood. Yeah, down at ten, we'd have lost. We'd have had the chances. If um, Adriano had been in goal, I'm not sure. Uh, we'd have won that one. Just saying. Right, he has... By the way, saying that, uh, and I know we've we've come to Super 6 in a minute, uh, but Liverpool, uh, 1-0 down. Go on, Yeah. Or if it's 1-0, you're in with a chance, Mr. 1-0. Oh, no. You know what I Oh, here we go. Looks at the scores. Don't worry. Checked you out. Yeah, Mr. 1-0. Anyways, ask the question. Do you think we are better this season and are looking capable of finishing higher and stronger than as was his fault initially? Uh, do you know what? I, I just don't know is, is, is a perfect answer. And the reason for that is we haven't really come against any proper opposition. Um, <gasps> there's a chat... The chat, there's a chap who does, there's a chap who does uh, a a benchmark for me. He's doing a graphic on Clarence and Hugh, and he's just about to do one after Villa. And it looks at the game we played against equivalent. So it looks at what happened last year in in the equivalent match. And for the three people who get relegated, he maps them against the place. So, so, so who did Villa replace? They come up in the playoffs. So, so they came up in the playoffs, so it would have Fulham? been whoever was, yeah, whoever was last, Fulham. Right. So he does that, and we were one point better off after Norwich, because everybody's going, oh, no, 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 it's the best start. But, you know, we've been playing, you know, even, funny enough. At, at Brian, basically. Yeah, and um, Man United 
So the game we're playing now, yes. last year, we won exactly. it. Exactly. 3-1, yep. as you know. So to do better, we've got, you know, it's not just beating Man United. That's taken us red just to get the points we got last year. We beat Man United. So you've got, a, you've got, a, it's not just about, you know, so beating um, Villa, as I say, I think, you know, we might have dropped points because we probably beat Fulham. But if you look at it that, it's a better way of look at it to say, where were we last season? You've got to look at it and compare it against the, each match. It's the only fair way to do it. Yes. Do you disagree? No, I don't. Uh, I, I was talking to Charlie, my daughter's boy, and as you know, today, and I yep. said to him, the thing is... Oh, Liverpool 2-0 down oh, now. Right, playing Napoli. Uh, yeah. That actually, when you look at it, Man United, we've got to win just to stand still. Yeah, agree. Because we won that. Like Chelsea at home, we need to pick up a point whenever we play them. Tottenham away. <laughs> you know, this is the mad thing is when you look at yeah, it, know, it, it, you know, just to stand we still. actually did quite well against the top six teams. I think we had the yeah. best record apart from Wolves of teams not in the top six against teams in yeah. the top six. The problem with that is yeah, no, you've got to try and repeat it again, isn't you, while picking up the extra points. We can only pick up points against who we're playing. Unfortunately, or, you know, fortunately, fixture list has been kind to us this season. As we said, you know, we beat Watford, who aren't at, the, at their greatest sack, their manager. You know, we beat Norwich, who, frankly, the weird thing is, is that either we were really that good, we made Norwich look ordinary because that was their worst performance of the season, summed up by the fact they beat Man City. You know, and we've lost to Man City. We've actually, since that opening day, we've took more points from the next four games than Man City have taken out of their four games. Yeah. So, you know, but the the, the next test is Man United and then Bournemouth away, is it, after that? I think. Yeah. Yeah, right. Anyway, moving, moving on. on, he says, anyway, he says, uh, big shout out to the fab Basil the Essex boy accent last week for my post last time out. He really Excellent. enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. that was especially with you, Adam. Not uh, people asked, not all get delivered. Uh, uh, your new friend, Mr. Gary Prince said, great to meet hey. my football friend, Sean, last night. Friend. Friend. Do you do Friend. you believe uh, it was a good point gained last night or a chance to go third missed? It was both. It can be both. <laughs> you know, it was a it was a chance to be missed, but it was a good point. Like, you know, and and using your analogy, never be disappointed going yeah, away uh, and getting a point. The only thing is, I say, which another people away. You know, in a way, I was pleased we didn't go third. I, I, I'm not a big social media user now, but I think yeah, no. I may have avoided it because I think if we'd have gone third, the we're going to win the league people would have been buzzing yeah. like anything. You know, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. people would have been, I'm buzzing, you know, over yeah. the age. I'm buzzing. We're going to smash the Champions yeah. League. And people over yeah. the age anyway. of 30 shouldn't use that word in my opinion. Yeah. But anyway, so... I diverge. Anyway. Oh, Chelsea lost as well against... That's well, that's cheered me up because I see a lot of Chelsea fans going to the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, they lost 1-0 against Valencia. Oh, dear, I said, never mind. Uh, Belinda, a friend of the show, I should point out. Belinda. Yeah, that's my line. 
uh, we should actually... She's not even Greek. She married a Greek person. That's be really really fair to belinda she is not greek no she's not she greek. married a greek, greek person. person but anyway evening Hi, peeps. hello so i'm pleased with the stats of five vanilla acro team to play so come away with the draw is fine with a 10 on the pitch mike dean did his usual bad job sorry nigel i think you said he was okay but i still think he crap I thought the pundits made a lot about noble dive, but were nothing about absolutely blatant dive by Wesley. After all, we look like we have a bit of something about us, Betty Peeps. And last season, I wouldn't have said we would have drawn that game in the same circumstances. Loving the shell as always. Now, if you, if you want to know what actually Belinda said, go to facebook.com <laughs> yes. backslash more than just a podcast to read oh, out uh, the transcript of what Belinda she actually said. She also says, P.S., I do think we play too much down one side. Always to Anderson, we need to mix it up a bit. Yeah. Did, well, didn't I read this morning that there was another VAR penalty shout missed last night? Was it the Because they've already one. admitted they were wrong at Norwich. So they've they? admitted that they should. There's been four prior to this weekend. The Premier League come out and said that VAR missed four, um, or didn't review four things that they should have done, and one of them mm. was the Haller penalty the Norwich against game. Norwich. Yeah. Now people point out, oh, if we, you know, if we finish fifth by one goal, that could cost us. And all this yeah. rubbish. Yeah, people actually have said this. To which point, I would then point out that presupposes that we'd have scored the penalty and not missed it. But then again, with yeah, Liverpool's record, we, we probably would have scored it. To be fair, but the, yeah. you know, anyway. anyway, it didn't really matter. But what if it did matter? We may have had the ump. Uh, Gary Harker, uh, a new name, I believe. All right. Football is about opinions, but I don't get the negative comments about our performance. I've not said I've not seen negative. I haven't seen negative so, but anyway, obviously yeah. there must have been cause not the first person to say this. Particularly Nobs, we didn't play as good as other games, but Villa played well. But I felt a lot yeah. goes through Noble. You mentioned that earlier, Sean. You play well. Yeah. He may not be the best individual on the pitch, but we are better team with him than without. Agreed. I'm with you, Gary. I love Noble. I agree. Uh, West Ham hero, not a legend. West Ham hero. My question is, it was strange, Zab on the bench and not Creswell. Do you think Creswell is finished at West Ham? No, I don't. I do. Do you? Yeah. All right. Well, you... you I mean, it'd be what, at the end of the season or... Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think they would have taken an uh, offer for him this season and they had a replacement lined up if, if something came right. in. Okay. All right, well, I mean, that means we've got to find it. Well, unless Johnson does step up. Is Johnson left back, though? You know, he's a right back. Uh, Yeah. Gary does. (laughs) He's a right back, but he's apparently adaptable to play in the centre or or, or left. Gary then harks on. Do you like that? Harks on. Yeah. Uh, He loves the podcast, lads. And Nigel, I hope you're going to put up some photos of the new shed when complete. Yeah, well, we've seen some previews, haven't we, on the Facebook group and on the the WhatsApp Yeah, I did send you one. Uh, it's going to take a while because I'm think I'm because it's such a mess, not a mess. Because I've put it in there, I've just put it in the new shed. 
I've just stored, piled it up because I need to really collate what I've got. My wife, when I was emptying out the current shed, did point out to me, please agree with me now, you've got a lot of shit. To which point I, I yeah. did sort of agree. Because when, when yeah. I empty everything. Sell some of it. Yeah, Sell when I emptied it. it, I mean, I've got 200 books on football. And that's not including my West Ham books, of which I have about 80. So that's a lot of books, isn't it? I mean, I've got 15 books on the Rolling Stones. You know, you think... Yeah, it's not a Rolling no, Stones. I know, but... Right, I, I just have to say, I got home at one thirty in the morning last night. Well, look, you'll be home before that. Don't worry. I, I know, and it's, it's 10 well, o'clock now. Well, that's because you prattled on about tickets, mate. This is Go the important bit, then. yeah? Yeah, but we're not talking about your collection of Rolling Stones. I'm just saying, I've, I've seen to have collected a lot of shit. Okay, so, good, good. Tim Grist. Good evening, lads. We could have gone third. He was so annoyed. I thought Yarmolenko was quiet last night, so maybe it's time yeah, to give Fornells a start on Sunday, as he oh, thought he looked, looked decent when he came on. What do you really? guys? Well, oh, no, I didn't. I, to be fair, though, I think he's he's got to get. He's still young, and he's got to get into the Premier League. He looked good in the summer in the nationals, but it was under twenty ones, and he was twenty two, playing against eighteen, nineteen yeah. year olds. I I just don't think, unlike Alaire, he hasn't made a step up to the Premier League yet. Well, he hasn't he, but he's younger. Alaire's twenty five, twenty six, isn't he? Yeah, no, so, and so for me, I'm not sure playing him against Man United. Perhaps I don't know. Bring him on. You know, we've got to give him more yeah. time and, and stick with him. That's all I'd say. Anyway, I'm agreeing with right, you. Just, right, to just move on. Yeah, Ian, grab it. Friend of the show. Evening, lads. Great show. Might be your ninth listener. You might be tonight, Ooh. but we've got a few more. Up. A lot yeah, of people do that. And they get all the ninth listener. No, no, no. Do you know no what? More, we, no. we should do t-shirts. I'm the ninth listener. I reckon yeah. we'll sell about we'll eight of them. A, uh, yeah. <laughs> seen a few comments on various sites mugging off four nails. He's still young, has had much game time. It, it was a miss. I mean, if there's a disappointing thing to do, it's, you know, for West Ham fans, it's to give a hope right at the dying second in late in injury time. And he just, just fluffed his lines, didn't he? Yeah, so, and that's judge him on that, though. West Ham. I know they don't, but we're a very reactive knee-jerk um, supporter base, let's right. be honest. When you say we, don't include me. Did you okay. think Lanzini had a reasonable game? Yes. Reasonable, yes. I think that's a good description of what he had. As he seemed to run around a lot without having the end product. He Cheers. did run around a lot. <laughs> he did run around a lot. He was busy yeah. like a bee on the edge of the box, I think that's it. Yeah, he uh, was. It Tim Sharm. A lot of balls come into, um, I thought the balls into... Uh, Anderson were also good, you know, you know, it, it just, that final, you know, we're trying to walk it into the goal. We just seem to be, and we just used to, we, we lost possession too many times. Right. Okay. Uh, says Sean, who was there, people? Uh, Tim Sharman, has got a question for you, Sean. Yes. Any feedback on the catering? Oh, do you know what? This is a bit of a, a bugbear. Uh, no. And and we do need one um, because I'm I'm a bit disappointed in we had a meeting where we raised a lot of issues with Delaware North uh, and I was upset when I went to the Man City game and not a lot had 
changed and i don't know when the I'm, I'm on that committee but i don't know when the next meeting is um perhaps you need to set up a committee i'm a bit disillusioned, I'm a bit disillusioned on the progress at the moment let's just say from, oh, from some dear, of the, uh, it's almost like criticism of the club be hopeful dear oh dear i'm tired worded email be flying its way off of Karen's <laughs> be sanctioned yeah, word has got to me awful show uh friend of the show she's not one of our eight listeners no she's not thank fuck uh paul turner um who didn't come to see me last night no and he weren't sitting that far away from you because i did see a a picture of where he was sitting i didn't i didn't see him okay can't believe how much of our play seems to go through noble hard worker but limited with ability i won't argue against you there paul we are really oh he's limited with ability well he's not a brazilian football player if that's what you're saying well, he's got nothing he's to a, do he's with a brazilian and he's ability to score a penalty this is why i'm going to disagree with you he's he's got brilliant ability to score a penalty he is what kant and i described Deschamps as a water carrier but what i will <laughs> say is that every team has to have a water carrier yeah, all right. All right. Yeah. All right. We won't argue because it will yes. take too much time. But anyway, but he has got limited ability. We are deluded if we think we're going to finish top of the Everton League with Noble in the centre of the park all season. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe not there, Paul. Uh, John Hunt. Gents, are you concerned about the lack of goals? Norwich should have been four or five nil. And last night, their keeper didn't really have to save to make. Well, I think I think they, as you said earlier, they stopped us playing our game. Instead of, uh, you know, playing at home and, and going for it, they stopped us playing our game by defending and trying to catch us on the break. And we had the, the majority of possession. We didn't use it to our advantage. So, you know, it's very difficult when you're away from home to break down a team who, who just want to, def- in, in some ways, defend and, and stop you playing their game. I yeah. Think. Um, because it was a great game against Norwich. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm sure they studied that and stopped us playing the similar game against um, against Villa last West, night. West Ham um, have always, in a way, been guilty of never really... They'll have the one or two odd games where they might get four or five. But we've, we've never really, at times kill teams off properly when we've been in yeah. a center, when we dominated a game, there's always been a misplaced pass or someone fancied mm. a goal and didn't get it. But we're still unbeaten. We've got to remember, we're still unbeaten since the first game of the season. And we did go for it when we went down to 10 men. And, and I think an Allardyce team or even, even a David Moyes team uh, would have just, yeah. just defended and held on for the nil-nil. Fair play to Pellegrini and the team. They carried on for the win so after going down to 10 minutes. came fact, on after Masuaka had been sent off. So Yeah, I was going to say, oh. we actually looked yeah. better after we went down to 10 yeah. we, we and, and Villa were just not going for it, yeah. were they? They were just actually We didn't play like back. a team that had We didn't look like we had. No, agreed, agreed. Anyway, okay. moving on. Auntie Penn. Uh, oh, Auntie, Auntie Penn. Penn. Yeah. Uh, our perf- By the way... Yes. Um, I've still got the uh, Marco Anatovic shirt, so I might have to draw it again. Oh, did they? I don't even know who won. I didn't write it down. All right. Whoever it was, 
they haven't come forward, so oh. we might have to draw oh. again. I've still got the Marco Anatovic okay. shirt in my possession. And, and if you're excited about that, aren't you, Penn? Uh, you still can't win it. <laughs> Because rules are rules. See, you can complain all you like. I don't care. Uh, Our performance against Villa was, in my opinion, very good. And Fabianski made some great saves. Villa fought hard. We couldn't break them. But we had more than one opponent last night. Mike Dean. Never been impressed with him, she says. And last night, he was an embarrassment. She does get hit up, old Auntie Penn. She'd see her at a talkie game. She's like a ultra so to sum up overall was good and one point better than none yeah good Agreed well on. done auntie pen uh paul sanders i thought we were the better side last night a bleak without cutting edge yamo and anderson seemed not to want to cross the ball personally i'd chuck snoddy on i think you're right i think snoddy would have done well yeah. there for yamo and maybe wilshire for no ball first half we were the better side i would agree first yeah. half we were the better side yeah, it was an even game but the ridiculous red card meant that Pele didn't have much options. I quite fancies to beat Manu on Sunday. And overall, I'm happy with the start of the season. Keep the faith, people. Great pod as ever. Come on, you irons. Cheers, Paul. Come on, uh, you irons. Darren Kitchen, questions too lengthy. George will never get his dinner, poor sod. Well, he didn't, you know. Yeah, we're already at yeah. one minute. We're already nearly at one hour, 19, oh, yeah. without George and John. Uh, talking of dinner, he says rice was exceptional last night. Was it Ambrosia? <laughs> well done. Or was it? Well, you know, we don't know. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I, I don't do weddings, funerals, or bar mitzvahs. Uh, Nick Harvey, disappointing performance versus Villa. Struggled in the final third. Mike Dean, what a... <laughs> Still onwards and upwards. Yeah, it's all about yeah, And you, feel we yeah. should get a positive result versus Manure on Sunday. Question for yeah, you guys, Creswell or Johnson. We've done that. Creswell. Creswell uh, yeah. and so. And Brady out. Solidarity, brother. Why? 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 Because she's Karen Brady and she is uh, Beelzebub. And Beelzebub has got a devil put aside for you. Uh, Ian McGregor. We really had a chance to make a statement in the game. But again, it is the West Ham way. One shot on target is inexcusable, but a point is good, he supposes. Uh, Mike Dean is a true wanker. All about him. <laughs> worried, he's worried. Yeah. See, the others were looking forward to it. He's worried, worried about the Man United game, especially if Pogba is back. We need to continue to score goals. <laughs> Scott Crossland, uh, this is quite short. I'd like Nigel to read this out in a Caribbean accent and for someone to video. No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, No, I tell you, I'll do a good African, but I I think that would be the end of me. No. I think Jacob Steinberg will be tapping. I'd be in the Guardian and everything. Uh, the Pontiff himself, Mr. Pope. Evening, gentlemen. Please read this out in your best religious voice, Nigel. Amen. Well, that was an anticlimax. Although I thought we played quite well, we just didn't have that final cutting edge. Never a second yellow for Arthur. Mike Dean is a prat. He's been called every name under the sun today. Why is it always about him? VAR will never work and it's a waste of time. With you there, Pope. 
Uh, very happy with the start of the season. On the whole, we're unbeaten away. The season's brilliant. Didn't he thinks we're going to win on Sunday, so he's not worried about manure. Uh, but we're going to be tough. We need to keep the Norwich tempo again, please. Keep up the good work. Big friend of the show, Mr. Richard Dodds. No Kiorora today because no, oh, he's back from New Zealand. He'd be living down in West Country now, wouldn't he? Oh, God. He talked like because yeah. look, you think this is, look, but he actually does talk like this. Quick question for Sean, but no accent, please. All right. What are your thoughts on the KUMB representative being banned by head of communications forward slash media, Ben Campbell, due to reporting items the likes of Karen Brady don't like and recording the manager's press conference in Paul? All right, answer that. Well, that's <laughs> probably on the spot of it. Thanks, Richard. Look, first of all, they got the wrong bloke. It ain't Ben Campbell. I know Ben Campbell quite well. The decision was not taken by Ben Campbell. It was taken by Ben Campbell's boss. Okay? We won't blame uh, so Simon Clitcher, though, people. No, I would. Oh, well. I, um, if, if you want to name him, that's fine. Um, and, and I think he's fine to stand up and say he made the decision. So, look, I know Ben, and, and I think it's slightly unfair to name him and not the person who made the decision. Historically, right, let's just try and look at this Shall we in a balanced way. Uh, historically, um, KUMB have had access to the press room. Now, I, I want to put on record, because obviously we're in a competitive world of websites and everything, I've never, I've never had any interest of having access to the press room. I've never asked. I've never been refused. But, but it's for accredited press people mostly, uh, except for a chap called Gordon Thrower, who's just been going for years. So, uh, Graham, I think I've been once the press room, and it was, it was a probably under twenty ones. Um, but really, on the whole, you don't get websites or etc. And if you've got to do it for one, you've got to do it for all all of them. Now, I, I don't want to get too political on this, but, you know, as I say, Graham hasn't been for a long time. Uh, and he was told he was sort, sort of not welcome. And, and, you know, and other people have asked, you know, so, you know, I'm sure people like Hammers Chat and West Ham TV and, and other people would more than welcome to, to have access to Pellegrini. But, you know, it's it's not what they do. Anyway, Gordon Thrower was the exception, and, and everybody knew this and accepted this. Um, a decision was made recently that uh, Gordon Thrower, now he hasn't been banned, by the way. He's He's been told that he's not been banned personally, but he can't report for KUMB. In other words, any recordings he makes or any reporting he does can't be for KUMB. Um Look, this is their own battle. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to get involved in it. I personally believe that press conferences are not worth fighting over because uh, I wouldn't want to go to them. I think that they're, they're very old and uh, old format and not really because everybody gets the press conference at the same time. It's up on on YouTube. Um, but I mean, I I do think long term that football clubs have got to change. And independent media, and Hammers Chat did something about this, the independent media, whether they be websites, YouTube, podcasts, including ourselves, 
should get more access to players and, uh, and managers. How, how that's actually done, I don't know. And in, in an ideal world, it would be a fair system. Uh, but you know what? The club can pick and choose who they want to go there. And at the moment, they don't want Gordon Frower reporting for KUMB. And, and he was the, the one and only of the websites allowed in. So I know that sounds like I'm sitting on the fence, etc. But the point I'd like to make is I think it's unfair to blame it all on Ben Campbell. Um, but ain't my fight. Um, so <laughs> I'm not going to say any more than that. Uh, I probably said too well, much already. Have, well, you probably have. Me looking at it as someone, as an outsider as such, I think the club need to embrace the social media people more. They, they, they probably could do with having a social media day once every other month where, you know, after a game, you, you, the social media people could come in and have access to the players, possibly all at the same time. Irons United, Amherst Chat, West Ham Fan TV, KUMB, you know, Claret and you all, all go in together. Have that more than just a podcast? Well, it, it, well, yeah, more than just a podcast. West Ham way as well. West Ham way. Stop Hammer yeah, Time. Stop that shit Hammer Time. American podcast. Well, obviously, if the American podcast want to send a rep, then... Three Hammers, or is it two Hammers? Well, it's now? three Hammers, but there's only two of them. <laughs> Green Street Hammers, and shall I go on? You know, where's well, it stop? No, where's but it why end, not? Have, hold up, though. If they set aside one one game every two months or... or uh, of a weekend down at the training ground where they can go in and, and have like a media day, a social media day. Why can't they do C-fax, that? C-Facts. Don't forget C-Facts or Team See, talk. now you're belittling it, isn't it? <laughs> so, that, so, therefore, do, do you see what I'm saying? As for, yeah. you know, the club's dispute with KUMB, I think, is more to do with criticism, and they don't like criticism, to be fair. But, you know... I can't answer for them. But uh, all I can say is it was a long... uh, You know, I met Gordon. He's a really nice guy. Um, Well, I still read Claret. All things come to an end sometimes. I mean, you know, if we're going to be honest, I'll read KUMB more than I'll read Claret and you. Um, It's it's, it's an opinion and choice, isn't it? You know, mainly just to read what people say about you, Sean, because it's quite funny. (laughs) You read the forums, though, rather than for it. Yes, I read the forums. Yeah. Yes. Um, West Ham Till I Die for Friends, KUMB for Forum, Amos Chat, if I'm busy, and Claret and you to vote on a poll. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> excellent anyway moving oh, on what? Richard thanks for dropping yeah. me in that well, I'm sure I won't well be the last of that I'm sure I'll be over the KUMB forums yeah uh, tomorrow when uh, when they People hear this talk about this ghastly podcast uh, yeah. accent now Nigel also Nigel uh, ooh ooh or, I've got to get in see, see certain words or hello my handsome and that way I can get the accent right also Nigel what are your thoughts on the refereeing performance last night by Mike Dean I know you have a soft spot for him and I thought I was slow but the lines were on an outside and never seemed to keep up with play right it's Zyder time and I'm up to meet with cows and made down the road to Miriam uh, Mike Dean I think gets a lot of bad press I don't think he's the worst Premier League manager uh, obviously, you know, he's an extrovert and 
you know, sometimes people pick up on that and dig him out for the wrong reasons and think it's all about him. I, I, I find him quite funny, to be fair. <laughs> you know, that, that's the anyway, way I see. Gary Lawrence. But one. Yeah. Are we alarmed at how often crosses are swung into our box and the centre of stand like statues while the opposition running for free headers? Fab got us out of jail about 10 times this season already. Is this a deliberate tactic to the centre of still not catching on? Uh, personally, Gal, I think it's not just the centre of but the, the uh, you, normally what you'll find is that the covering midfielders should try and cut out the cross and the right back and left back are tucking in. And normally where we're susceptible is when they're trying to bypass the centre-halves to go to the back post. So whoever the right back or left back is should be covering a bit better. I think their attacker Wesley had a free header, but it was only the one. Do you see it? Sorry, sorry, I fell asleep there. What were you saying? <laughs> I was saying about how the club shouldn't let you anywhere near on a, on a media day and uh, that they should give oh, KUMB right. yeah, full access. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saying. Oh, yeah, okay. Tony Clark, uh, friend of, of, the, of, the, the, of the American, uh, American West Ham uh, Way podcast, or whatever it's called. Not the American West Ham Way. Yeah. The American podcast, I should know, because I bloody wiped for their website. Have you been, you've been on it, haven't you? No, I've not been on it. Oh, oh I, I have. Why would they invite me oh. on it? Uh, <laughs> not bitter, son. Uh, this seems like a very lacklustre Man United. He really expects us to get a point. Uh, so do I. I think we'll get a point. Uh, Palumi Ogaluna, uh, sounds African, but he's not people. He's from Canada, I've looked. Adrian in the Champions League, the dream continues for him. Uh, not, no, not, not tonight, tonight don't Palumi. <laughs> uh, Matty WHU, one of, our eight, one of your eight original listeners. Well done, Matt. We love Excellent. it. We, we, I love keeping the originals. Uh, great podcast, lads. Always look forward to... Oh, what, can I tell you a secret? Well, I'm not an original, but anyway. Great podcast, lads. Always look forward to what yous have to say. Diabolical performance from Mike Dean yet again. VAR is useless. I don't know why VAR is useless. Is it because VAR don't look at the yellow cards? Is that what I'm guessing from this? Lanzini got a free game ban for diving, but it seems like no one else is. Thought we played better with 10 men. He's not wrong there, is he? Christopher Wood on a scale one to ten, one being a see you next Tuesday and ten being a see you next Tuesday. How would you rate Mike? Look at me, I'm the star of the show. Dean performance yesterday. Uh, I'd I'd give him a five out of ten for being a see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. It's a silly poll. <laughs> um, you know, I think we 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 always sort of think we're hard done by by the refs. Oh, right. I don't know if a refs panel would agree that he cost us the game yesterday. Two. Uh, last up, Evan Turner. Regular commenter. A shame not to get the win, Villa. I was getting hyped up about the fault of third place spot on the table. Equal with Man City on points. I mean, if we'd have won 4 I think we'd have been above them. 
at the end of the day, coming away with a draw on the road, down to 10 men, is not a bad result. Would Nigel have any change of heart about VAR if it was administered yesterday evening to review the foul on Fredericks at the end of the match and possibly awarded a penalty? No. Uh, I wouldn't. I still think VAR's wrong. I don't even think that was a penalty, to be fair, anyway, on Fredericks at the end. I mean, I know you see it because you was at the game unless you'd already left. Yeah, but... No, I didn't. So, I have you seen end. any highlights of the game on telly? The Fredericks, you, you just had that one look at it. <laughs> I, had me, I had my phone watching the oh, whole game. Of course you did, yeah. What yeah. do you think? Was it a penalty for you? Uh, I thought it was. But, you know, I'm watching on a phone rather than a 65-inch screen or whatever you've got. All right. Uh, yeah. 42 Right, is no, that it? He says, P.S. Nigel should feel oh. free to read out any of my future comments in a French accent. <laughs> However, I do have to inform that although born in Quebec, I'm actually Anglo-Canadian with my family coming from Greater London and Ayrshire in Body Scotland. So he's sort of half Cockney, half a sweaty sock. So he's a cocksock. Okay. Now, moral dilemma. Moral dilemma. Do I blow the urban myth that we've got eight you listeners out of the water and say what the range of our real li- no. listenership no. is? No, no? I'd spoil it for me, to be fair. <laughs> okay. Okay. You want each one of our listeners to feel special because they feel they're one of the eight. It's just, you know, it's something that came up from uh, a comment that was aimed. And, and, and I like to take a negative and turn it into a positive. Right. So you don't want to reveal everything. I think I've managed to turn the fact that we only have eight listeners from a negative into a in, positive. Into a comedy value. You know, All right. and so, it's took a life of its okay. own, <laughs> isn't it, to I be won't. fair? You know, yeah. so... You know, the fact that 26 people commented... We get a lot of advertising from just that eight listeners. You know, the the that they must listen to it lots pretty of obvious. You know, we're, you know, we're up to 20 now because we're regularly getting yeah. 20 people commented. Anyway, uh, that's done. There's nothing on Twitter. Well, we don't really do so, Twitter. Do you know what? I can't log into Twitter anymore. More than just podcasts because when I deleted Twitter off my phone, it deleted all the logins. So... Uh, yeah. So I think we should do Super Six. Oh, Super Six. Because oh, we'll see. Look, Jane here. We've run over. Oh, yeah, go. Hi, Pop Piggers. Stop, stop. Start from 21. In 45 oh, is... is Nigel Khan with 45 points. Oh, jumping up. You only scored two points tonight, oh, by the way, Boyle. Jumping up into the 21st spot. Sean Whetstone with 53. Sitting at 20, David Jones is locker, 54. 19, Martin Payne, 55. As done, Lewis with Greenwood and Brian Harlow. Keith Milton, Robin Brown, Terry Martin on 
You have. Yeah, I don't know where you... You were ahead of me at one point. Well, so you've had some... When, I thought you might have forgotten Tuesday. No, I did I, thought, today, oh, I wonder if he's forgotten. But I forgot... Not like, not Saturday, the Saturday before, when it was a non-Premier League. Because I went oh. in to do it, half did it, and thought, hang on, I ain't even looked at the league table, so I might be just making this up. You just pay 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. Well, and by the way, it's not true. Not- Have a look at my scores tonight. They're, they're all two ones and et cetera. I think it's very unfair if you say I just do 1-0. Anyway, we're coming up to one hour 40 minutes. So, Sean, tonight, you got- 2-0 Liverpool. Uh, you did 2-1 Chelsea. You did 1-0 Barcelona. Oh, look, you did 1-0 Ipswich and got that right, you lucky bastard. And you did 2-0 Sunderland, and you did 1-0 Doncaster. So you got, so you get seven points for that, you lucky bastard. I'll tell you. So on Saturday, you did 1-0 to Brighton, 1-0 to Man United, 1-0 to Sheffield United. Funny enough, you did 2-0 to Spurs, aye, aye. But guess what? You then did 1-0 for Chelsea and 1-0 for Swansea. Yeah, yeah. So. It's the one nil. It's a it's a competition. Yeah. I don't think you can have a go at people about their tactics. No, well, when they're beating me. Anyway, uh, is there anything else you want to say uh, for the next twenty minutes, or can we do predictions? No, let's now? do predictions because I even I want to go a bit. Right. So uh, you, I hope you're oh, going. We'll beat it As will I with my children. Uh, by the way, just before anyone spots me and everything, I have a season ticket. So I haven't got any freebies from the OSB. I do own a season ticket. I'm allowed to As be there children, with my kids. They have season tickets. Huh? Sorry? And my children have season tickets as well. Out, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, looking forward to it. Are you, are you going to uh, – you, know, you don't know the smell of fish, do you? I, I, I will um, not be partaking in Fullman's because yeah. the smell of – Maybe in the ground then, because you love the London scene. Well, so. I'll, I'll be having a beer in the ground. If Dodsy's listening, say hello. Maybe. Yeah. Kia or. Yeah. Anyway, predictions. Nigel. Uh, I'm going to go one all. I'll go uh, one nil. <laughs> I am going one nil. West Ham one. Yeah. Uh, United, Manure, whatever you want to call them. Mm. That's it. That's all the time we have. Uh, I have been back, not Mr. X, but sure. Nigel has been... Uh, Me. Come on, you irons. It was a car crash oh, of a, a technical podcast. You should have saved the outtakes. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know if you can hear them. Oh, dear. We're getting trouble with it being one out. Oh, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.